welcome to another episode of The Sonophilian. I'm your host, Mariam Goddard, and today I have the great pleasure and honor of speaking with the head of innovation marketing and corporate innovation at Ivanek, Holger Sayer, who joins us from Germany. Um, hi, Holger, how are you? Fine, thank you. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. First of all, I would love to know um, if you could give us sort of a rundown of some of your main roles and responsibilities at Ivanek. Uh, sure, of course. So the, the task of Ivanek, uh, of uh, innovation marketing is to, to find internal and external partners that make the, the innovation power of a company visible. That's uh, the short form of um, what am I I'm doing. Um, and who were the partners that you mentioned? Um, well, there are internal and external partners. Internal partners are, for example, the communications, the investor relations and HR departments. And um, external cooperation partners are, for example, universities with which we have research activities or national and um, international associations. All these partners act in turn in a variety of ways with their target groups and each of whom has a different motivation and interest in our innovation activities. So the general public is often interested in the answer to, to the question, what is getting better? Whereas the scientific community is interested in the question, how did you do that? And that means to answer these totally different questions, you need to target stakeholder management and the uh, development of, of a hopefully intelligent strategies for innovation activities. And so what, sort of, uh, what sorts of challenges do you face in um, working with specialty chemicals for manufactured products? Well, Ivonic is a B2B company. You cannot go to a shop around the corner and uh, and buy Ivonic, for example, tires or mattresses, medications or, for example, animal feed. So we may not manufacture these tires, mattresses, medications or animal feeds, but Ivonic is part of all those products and many more. And while we often contribute only small amounts of material, those contributions are precisely what makes a difference. And um, yeah, making the difference is what specialty chemicals is all about. Hmm. Could you give uh, some examples of what kinds of differences you make? Um, sure, some examples. Uh, one example is our Reticus project. This is a project together with our partner Siemens, a big German company. The question is how can volatile renewable electricity be used sensibly and the energy it contains be stored. And the goal is an efficient and powerful pilot plant that we want to build in the uh, German Ruhr area that produces specialty chemicals from CO2 and water as well as electricity from renewable sources and bacteria. And that is instead of crude oil, so the way you normally uh, work as a chemicals company. Another example is a project house uh, in Singapore. It's uh, working on tissue engineering. And there we develop materials and processes um, to improve the cultivation of tissue in the laboratory and thus enable new therapies for healing human skin, for example. Wow, those sound uh, amazing. But, yeah, <laughs> interesting projects. Yeah. Another one is a partnership we have with DSM, which is a Dutch um, chemicals company. And 
If you just imagine today, 20% of the global fishing is processed into fish oil and fish meal, which in turn is used to feed fish in fish farms. So the product we developed with DSM is called Vera Maris, and this produces fish oil from microalgae. And by that, one ton of this Vera Maris fish oil microalgae saves 60 tons of wild caught fish. So these are just some examples of projects Warren is currently working on. And if you have a look on the entire chemical industries, uh, this can play a major role in shaping the future as a provider of solutions uh, to the major challenges of our time. That really does make a difference. Um, you know, this kind of brings to mind, so Sonophilia's last forum, um, their theme was Trust Revisited. And this just brings to mind, how does Ivanik ensure safety in chemicals and uh, ensure their environmental sound efficiency? How can we revisit the notion of trust? Um, for a company, it's always important to meet the expectations of the customer and on the other hand, you have to earn money. And um, for a company that's with a presence uh, throughout the world, um, for us, corporate responsibility and long-term business success are two sides of the same coin. Mm. And that is reflected also in the rising demand from our customers for products and services that demonstrate a good balance of economic, ecological and social factors. So protecting the environment and the climate are major global changes of our age and maintaining the natural basis of life for future generations is part of our corporate responsibility. So you've, uh, you've actually worked with Ivanik for about 10 years in various uh, capacities. Um, you know, I, I read that you've um, been involved in communications, marketing, uh, public relations, corporate finance and so on. Um, how has each experience helped you grow and sort of what is the most important thing you've learned over the years? There's not that single thing um, I have learned. It's, uh, you can really say that it's, it's uh, even if these departments were that uh, different, um, it was uh, always the same that I've learned. But I also want to, to mention that life offers many opportunities to learn and grow every day whether is it in everyday life with friends and family or in your professional life. And uh, because we've spent so much time in our professional life, it would be negligent not to understand and accept these experiences for our own personal development. And therefore it's important for also for a company that supports you in this development because every employee brings his experiences and learnings back into his daily work. And this again is valuable for the company again. And so what have been um, your main takeaways as you already mentioned, I've worked in the finance department, marketing, and currently I'm in, um, in the innovation department. And um, I think there are, the, there are three main essential insights that I've gained. And the first one is development is closely linked to the ability to shape things yourself. So what I mean is let people do instead of limiting their creativity by setting too strict limits. The second one is good cooperation is important. I think that until now humanities work best when it worked as a team. Mm -hmm. And the third one is respect individual needs and personal goals, particularly because especially in large companies like uh, ours too, more and more attention is paid 
to um, diverse teams. So that is, uh, that's why it's all the more important to consider the wishes and goals of each individual in order to achieve the greatest possible success. Well, those uh, three elements that you mentioned are certainly very important. So from where do you draw your inspiration? What, what moves you and drives you to innovate? And also, what are you, what are you most passionate about? That's a good question. Um, I think that's maybe uh, a question for, for, for an additional podcast. <laughs> I think I, what I like most is I love to discuss a problem with people, uh, every kind of problem with people together and find new approaches because the more everyone allows not to think in terms of restrictions, the better are the ideas that can uh, be taken up again. And these ideas of others are again inspirations for me. So this, this process of um, being together, like uh, discussing in a, in a way of called brainstorming, this process regularly opens new worlds of thought. If one's own horizon often expresses itself, so figuratively speaking, mm-hmm. only in a small preview picture, this picture quickly becomes an oversized painting after such a process. And um, this is something I'm, I'm taking a lot of inspiration from. I like that. I like how you put that. Um, on that note, in what ways has Sonophilia um, contributed to your perspectives in your line of work? I like the the mixed um, the mixed groups I've meet meet there very much. I don't know if you know Jonathan Mese. He's a he's a German artist. Um, he said in a recent interview that he always broke away from his best friends when the adult intruded on them too much. And uh, he saw that the innocent face became the political face and the ideologies became visible. And um, at Cernophilia, you have a a hand-picked group of participants and they would probably be ideal best friends for him because this this global group of leaders and individuals from business, science, arts, technology, they understand creativity and um, critical thinking as a cornerstone of societal well-being. So this network meetings use the diversity of people, organizations, perspectives to generate concepts and ideas that inspire creative action. And I benefit greatly in my private and professional life from this exchange with these participants and um, the insights I get um, uh, working with them together. And so on a final note, um, what does creativity mean to you and how important do you think creative leadership is in innovating any corporate business? Creativity is a a very, very um, important part of each person, but creativity is not only an important element for innovation, it's also an essential component of innovation culture, I think. And the goal of every company should be an open, unique innovation culture that lives through the commitment and dedication of all managers. That is very, very important to have this dedication of the management. So innovation requires not only the promotion of creative minds and and lateral thinkers, but also 
culture that enables hidden potential to be uncovered and efficiently exploited. But innovation culture is not a self-explanatory term. Uh, companies can successfully innovate with different cultures, uh, since, for example, incremental innovation requires a completely different type of innovation and than disruptive innovation does. So, however, a company can only teach creativity to a limited extent. Therefore, in the future, there will be increasing demand for employees who are able to question the status quo to overcome all patterns of thinking and develop unconventional solutions, I think. Well, thank you, Holger. That was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for speaking with us. You're welcome. Thanks for <laughs> the opportunity. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, we'll be in touch.